0: from KQED.
1: Did Adnan do it?
2: Jesus, dude. Jesus,
1: Lord. Just going right in.
2: Going right in. I thought we were going to start with, like, Game of Thrones, but...
1: Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of The Cooler. What you're about to hear is a condensed version of our first live show, which took place last week at the chapel in San Francisco's Mission District. The theme of the night? High school dances. So we naturally shared embarrassing stories from our own high school days. Not only that, but we also talked to the one and only W. Kamau Bell about his prom experience, race, comedy... And to cap things off, we got his take on some hotly contested pop culture debates. Like, did Adnan do it? And were Ross and Rachel on a break? Important stuff on this podcast. Enjoy the show. We wanted to pop out of the stage like Little Kim or Taylor Swift, but yeah, yeah. there were technical difficulties, so yeah. whoomp, there it is. It is. I'm Emmanuel.
3: I'm Carly. And I'm Jimidra.
1: And we're the hosts of The Cooler.
3: Yes. We just launched our first episode last week, so naturally we threw you a high school dance party to celebrate. Uh, we have some amazing stuff coming up tonight, and also we're recording this podcast live, so when you listen in a couple of weeks' time, you'll be able to hear your laughter, so make sure you laugh.
1: <laughs> laugh loudly. You are the fourth co-host tonight, but we have a fifth co-host. Jamidra, do you want to show? Yes, yes, yes.
0: So um, I, like many people out there, am a true procrastinator. Um, do you like my dress? <laughs> So I bought this dress on Sunday, um, and I realized an hour before we went on that the store forgot to take off the sensor.): True story, true story. But I thought this dress is so fabulous that I decided to wear it anyway. So please welcome our fourth Oh no, you guys are a co-host. A fifth host of the night, black retail sensor. Give it up.) <laughs>
1: That is actually true. You wear it well. You wear it well.
0: So we're going to start the night off by paying homage to the theme, which is homecoming, or winter formal, or prom, or Sadie Hawkins, or whatever school dance you care to think back on and you have maybe positive or not so positive memories about. So since Emmanuel is the one who forced us to do this little activity,
1: (laughs) I'm going to suggest that you start first. I volunteer as tribute.
0: The floor, sir.
1: All right, I'll go first. Before I get into my story, you need some context. Uh-huh. My parents are very, very Greek. How Greek are they? They're so Greek that my childhood photos look like this. If you want to experience those photos for yourself, head over to kqd.org pop, and they will be in the episode page. Or you could just use your imagination. Either's fine. We'll leave it up to you. I present Exhibit A. Hold on. This is me and my pet goat. Very serious about this. His name is Yorgo, Greek for George. He was killed soon after by my grandfather for a feast. So I'm a vegetarian. Scarring. Can we get Exhibit B up in here? That is not my sister. That's me. <laughs> Spangly, hanging out with a houseplant that's fake. Why not? That look says it all. Can we get Exhibit C? Aww. Aww. You can't see it because it's here, but I was wearing some knee pom poms. I'm going to bring that back, this vest and the headpiece. Can we bring back the knee pom poms? Yeah, we're going to we bring that back. We can make that a thing. Um, exhibit D, please. All right, can you see what I'm doing here? I'm discovering gender right now. <laughs> Greek skirt edition of that. And, and notice the hat as well. <laughs> so that's what I'm dealing with. Oh boy. So you get the idea. Fast forward to
3: 1999. Do, 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 do. 1999. Do, do, do. And just so you know, throughout the night, we are going to have to sing our musical breaks because we can't get the licensing rights specifically off Prince. So. Prince doesn't play. Prince we're just not, not going to do that. We don't have the energy.
1: Prince will sue the F out of us. So we're not going there.
3: He is litigious. He is I litigious. Say.
1: I love Prince, but I actually wasn't listening to Prince... In 1999, I was listening to more of
0: Ladies, leave your men at home
1: The club, the club is full of ballers and their pockets full grown And all your fellas, leave your go with her friends Cause it's 11.30 and the club is jumping, jumping
3: There'll be CDs at the door afterwards
1: yes. <laughs> This is actually a launch party for our band And it's not <laughs> a podcast thing at all It's great So, 1999 Freshman year of high school I should be starting high school, but I was in Greece because my mom doesn't care about American rules. So I show up a month late. I just dip in. It was awkward for that reason. People had already formed their cliques, had no one to eat lunch with. It was also awkward because some girl made a rumor about me that I was a Greek prince who died in a plane crash she has a vivid imagination Uh, I later became friends with her we're cool, we're cool but it was awkward so there was that I was also 4'11 just reaching for that 5 foot status it's like I'm a grown up I'm in high school but I'm not Uh, I also had the hairstyle like the bangs up like I just swam wherever I went it's like very Ross from Friends fresh out of the pool yes So there was a lot working against me. So I was like, how can I turn this around? Homecoming was coming up. So I was like, let me find a pretty girl. Don't laugh. A pretty female to ask to homecoming. Yes, I'm wearing a cape, but I got over it. It's fine. So I look over to my right in Spanish class. I see a pretty girl there. I say, hey, want to go to homecoming with me? She says, um, I guess? Super enthusiastic, obviously. Yeah, she was into it. She was into this. So I was like, I have a date, I have a date. This is going to turn around. I was feeling good about it. So the night of the dance, I'm getting ready. I put my silk underwear on. I spray myself with cool water cologne. It smells so good. So seductive. Doesn't it smell good, guys? <laughs> I put my church clothes on. They're like one size too big, obviously. Obviously. Because I'm tiny. And I split my hair in the middle. Because that's a good look. <laughs> I'm feeling myself. Feeling myself. Feeling myself. Feeling myself. That is a song by Nicki Minaj, for those who don't know. It's really good. Beyonce's featured. We'll get as many Beyonce references in here as we can Thanks for that So I was feeling myself Except for this awkward mustache that I had It was like halfway there Halfway not Just awkward So I wanted to get rid of it And I found the closest male And it was my cousin Because he was taking my older sister to homecoming Say what now? Yeah, that is weird That is weird Greek girls can't date American boys because of patriarchy. Yay! Thank so she you. took my cousin. I said, how do, how do you get rid of this? He was like, just, just put some water on it and shave up. <laughs> so you guys know what happened next. I shave upwards with just a little bit of water on there. My lid bled a lot. So I ended up with this partly hairy, partly brutalized upper lip. I show up at the girl's house. Her family's polite, is ignoring the wound on my face. She's not so kind. Oh, what happened to your face? She didn't talk like that. It's just for this She was a 90210
0: cast member, or...?
1: (laughs) She's not a Laguna Beach cast member. I'm from Baltimore. She didn't talk like that, but she's not here, so whatever. For the purposes of the story, she will talk like that. Yes. So, in her mom's minivan on the way to the dance, she's not having it. She's not having any of this. She won't even indulge me in a conversation about the latest episode of Felicity and it was an important one because Felicity just cut her hair.
0: That was a pivotal moment.
1: She was not having it. Just silence over there. We get out of the van, pop out. I'm like, this is going to be so fun. And she's like, yeah, no. Uh, We show up. She finds her friends immediately. She ignores me all night. She ignored me for the next four years. And uh, I have not dated a girl since, and I thank her for that. (laughs)
3: what's her name thanks Barbara <laughs> such a sad story I think if we'd known it that was going to be such a sad story Emmanuel we might not have started the evening with that yeah. one but that's okay. sorry to bum me out that's why I'm wearing
1: like goth clothing it's that's okay, that's so, like okay. my high school experience was awful
3: you don't have to apologize now okay. but it sounds like not everyone was so unlucky in love in high school mm. Jamidra okay take center stage alright so
0: I didn't want to tell this story but Emmanuel made me. Yep. So. You guys are going to love it.
1: It's so good. So good.
0: So my high school prom was some 10 plus years ago. I won't say how long ago it was because y'all don't really need to know my age like that. But in high school, I was a bit of a drama geek, which means that I spent most of my time in the dance studio or in the, on stage in drama class, right? That's where we hid. So in school, I had this friend named Lo, and he and I would hang out all the time. We danced together. We just kind of got each other. So Lo was a senior. I was a junior. One day, he came to school with this bright idea, which was that he would take me to senior prom. So I was intrigued by this for a few reasons. One, like I mentioned, I was a junior. He was a senior, and I was shallow. And I was really into being seen with a senior at the senior prom. Like, who wouldn't, especially since I was a geek. Second, although Lowe was a friend and our relationship was strictly platonic, he was super cute. So that couldn't hurt. And three, and most importantly, Low could dance his ass off. And if you know me, you know that I love to dance. And not in like a, oh, hey girl, this is my favorite song, let's two step, but in a let's pretend like we're in a music video and we're background extras for Janet Jackson. So I'm like, this is it. Like Lo and I are gonna go, we're gonna have a good time, we're gonna break it down, senior prom, I'm gonna be popular, I'm gonna be like, yeah. Until one day, Lowe came to school with some bad news. He got grounded. And his mother would not let him go to prom. Right? Sad situation. So I was crushed. He was really disappointed and sad, but he had a solution. He would take me to junior prom. No harm, no foul, right? Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I'm like, let's do that. Until one day... I kind of, sort of, maybe just a little, okay, really, acquired a boyfriend. So for the purpose of this story, we'll call this boyfriend D. D was really sweet. He would walk me to class, hold my books. We'd spend all night on the phone with that, like, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, shit, I think my mom's coming. That kind of relationship. So therein lies the dilemma. I made an agreement with my friend to go to prom, but now I have a boyfriend. So which one do I
1: take? Carly?
0: You're asking
3: me? I'm, yeah, I'm asking you. you. Which, which one else was you The it? friend. You made a promise to the friend. Okay.
1: Emmanuel? Promises be damned. Follow your heart. Do what you want to do. Take your boyfriend and Mac oh, on him all goodness. night long.
0: Okay. Audience? Boyfriend? Oh. <laughs> Why not? Ooh, that's a good one. (laughs) Because I know both of them still and we're friends on Facebook, I'm not gonna say. But here's what I did. Two different dudes. So in an effort to make everyone happy, I took both of them. (laughs) succeeded in making everyone hopelessly awkward the entire night and I still cringe about it when I think about the story shout out to them on Facebook they'll, they'll hear this story Shout out. what about you Carly I know they had proms in the UK right
3: yeah but I didn't take two guys you didn't
1: three three you took three I
0: took
3: one the all right
1: standard,
0: tell us
3: about it the tell standard, tell standard that. one <laughs> who has the energy to take two well, the meter
1: does. <laughs> step it up, step it up. Three guys.
3: I actually did, even though I grew up in England. Obviously, we we did have American-style proms, but we did have this very strange, like, cultural diet of American teen drama that you just are absolutely immersed in. So you grow up slightly thinking that you're an American, even though you're not. I'm not sure if there are any British people in the audience tonight, but woo! spoiler: they're totally plants.
1: She paid every single one of them.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you grew up watching, like, what would you say, Dawson's Creek and 90210 and American Pie and stuff like this. So you grew up being tricked into thinking that you live in this world of, like, who am I going to take to the prom and like drive in movie dates and like lockers that go from like the floor to the ceiling, which we did not have.
1: She had and none like, of that. She was like wandering the moors listening to Kate yeah, Bush, yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> hill, She's trying to run up that hill.
3: I fully expected John Cusack to be outside my like, window, like, and he was not. Too cold. Anyway. So you wake up, and that isn't true, and you still live in the north of England where it rains every single day. And as a young, blossoming woman, you were forced to wear a shirt and tie to school oh. every single oh. day. And it, it's just not good. And so what do you do? You emigrate to the United States out of anger, which is what I did. So there was dancing at this knockoff prom, right? Yeah, I mean, I still had a, like, an American like, school... From, which was, again, a very kind of, like, janky, strange knockoff that was entirely modelled on American pie, and it was really, really strange. Because we have this, um, this super phrase in the United Kingdom that I'm not sure you're familiar with. Um, if someone is really hopeless, you say, he's so hopeless he couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery. Look, I'm going to use that. And so obviously... <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Well, in British English, pissed is drunk. So a piss-up is like an outrageous drinking session, right? So if you are that hopeless that you couldn't organize a piss-up in a brewery, you are truly the lowest of the low. You are what the French call les incompetents.
1: Home Alone reference, everyone. Kevin!
3: Kevin! But anyway... Um, So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the fact that the legal age of of drinking in the United Kingdom is 18 years old. Um, Whoa, yeah. A sensible age. It's actually, this is true, it's actually 16 years old if you're in a pub with your family having a meal. That's the law. (laughs) You can Google it. It's entirely, entirely true. Um, But anyway, back to my high school prom, I do suspect, or I kind of formulated this theory in later life, that the teacher at my high school, who had been tasked with the ordeal of organising our high school prom in the north of England, at some point he'd had the accusation couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery, levelled at him. So what does this guy do? He literally organizes for 117 year olds to have their high school prom at the Newcastle Brown Ale Brewery in the north of England. Teacher of the Year. Which I Teacher think sets the, the standard for educators everywhere. So thank you. Thank you, England. We actually have like a, a photo of my high school prom here, don't we? Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> She went to prom with Ducky. He was, he was such a nice guy. He was. That's a, that's a file photo. No photos were taken.
1: Nice dress.
3: But to answer your earlier question, we did, we did have dancing. I mean, you're acting like we wouldn't have had dancing at our janky knockoff prom. And I think there's another picture of... Oh, isn't that? It's really, really nice.
1: You're someone so photogenic. Took, someone took a photo. Jeez. After we laid ourselves out there and shared these embarrassing high school stories, we then interviewed Jacquees Whitfield, who is a voguing master in the Bay Area, and Brontes Purnell, who was the lead singer of The Younger Lovers and was also a member of Gravy Train. You can hear those conversations next Tuesday in a special bonus episode of The Cooler. But right now we're going to go to our conversation with W. Kamau Bell. So here it is.
3: So... We are thrilled, in all sincerity, thrilled, honored, and delighted to introduce this next fellow. And quite frankly, we're staggered that he said yes. Um, so you know our next guest from the FX television series,
0: Totally Biased with Kamal Bell. Maybe you have his 2010 comedy album, Face Full of Flower. If you haven't listened to it yet, you really should. Perhaps you caught one of his shows at the Marsh or maybe you just have bumped into him on the street because he's a Bay Area based talent. Please welcome to the stage, comedian, W. Kamal Bell.
2: It's all, it's all relaxed. No, 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 no. It's all... Thank you, thank you. There, there's been more than enough show. I shouldn't have to do anything right now. This is. You I mean, would think. Jesus, that was a lot of everything. And now I gotta come out here and talk. Hey, how you
1: doing, everybody? Hey. The theme, obviously, is homecoming. I mean, that's why. This is yeah. not like a Prince reenactment, Purple Rain thing. Um, so, what was your homecoming like?
2: Uh, it, was, it was a lot like this. I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> I was not in the loop of homecoming uh, promness, uh, having a, a person who wanted to go with me area of my life at that point. Oh! No, no, no! It's what made me so frustrated to become a comedian. It's all worked out very well. Yes. Bad high school experiences pay my rent, so it, you know what I mean. It's a whole. No, don't feel sorry. No, no. Actually, my uh, uh, my my high school reunion is coming up, and I there's like they created a Facebook page. It's like it's the big one. It's the it's the big one. Uh, I'm older than everybody in here. Uh, it's my 50th high school year. Uni- uh, good black don't crack. Hello. By the way, this is the most black people I've ever been on a show with in San Francisco. Yes. And the sad part, I think that's five. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like, that's, that's, I was like, there's black people here. I, just, I moved to the East Bay too soon. Are we, are we, re- <laughs> are we re or ungentrifying? What is the, uh, but yeah, I did not. So my high school reunion is coming up, and they started a Facebook page. And the thing about Facebook is that all my interest about maybe going to the reunion has been cured by just clicking on people's Facebook photos and be like, oh, so that's what you look like now. All right, good enough, good enough. I don't need to be in a room with you. I get it, I get it, I get it. This, this is probably what I wore the night of prom uh, <laughs> at <laughs> the movies couch. in the suburbs of Chicago, telling myself I was having a great time. I don't need to go to prom. This is so much fun. Don't remember what movie I saw. This is so
3: much more fun. Okay, I'm just going to say some words at you, and they are... Okay. Denzel Washington... Is the greatest greatest actor (laughs) of
2: all time, period. Period.
3: The name of your podcast. That's the name of my podcast. My burning question is...
2: Denzel, it's yeah!
3: He's here! We are mighty, (laughs) as in that's the one. All
2: right. You know, a lot of people... You guys are doing all of pop culture. I have just distilled it down to its critical point, Denzel Washington, is how I do it. (laughs) Denzel is in the house. I want to give that person a hug. You get a hug. All right. That's what we call ourselves, Denzelots. That's the, uh, for people who are. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's really good. That's Denzel. good, yeah. Denzelites. So
3: my question is, whether any other actors in the running for that podcast title?
2: No. Why oh. would there be any other? Who, who? I don't know. Name somebody. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so then my
0: question is, has Denzel reached out to you?
2: Oh, you know what? There's actually updated Denzel news uh, about. Ooh. So, uh, so I host a podcast with uh, my co-host is Kevin Avery, who's also a Bay Area comedian who yeah. was just was just nominated for an Emmy for the John. He writes on the John Oliver show last week. Tonight. Yes. Yeah. Well, so you know, he's doing things. And uh, so last week in in L. A. Denzel did like there was like an evening with Denzel Washington where he was interviewed by uh, Professor Todd Boyd, and they had, and, and so Kevin because he was in L. A. Went to it. And after the after it was over, Kevin hung out by the door like a creepy guy. <laughs> he claims he just this just happened, and he ran into Denzel Washington. So he was out. So this is according to Kevin Avery. We're going to talk. If you listen to the podcast, you'll hear the whole story. But uh, Kevin saw him and wanted to say something. And his opening line to for Denzel, and we truly do believe he's the greatest actor of all time period. It's not hyperbole. It's not snark. I don't believe it. It's totally real. And he goes. His opening line was. Oh, oh, Denzel, do you know who W. Kamau Bell is? Oh. I didn't need to know he didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I could have gone. And so Denzel goes, no. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Kevin. This is working out great for me. And he goes, he had a show called Tully Bias, and he sort of was like, Tully, and he was a comedian late in that show, and it was canceled because he moved to a small, anyway. Uh, and, and then this is, clear, according to Kevin, this is what Denzel said. Oh, yeah, the brother who's always talking about me. Awkward. Awkward. But you know what? He does know you. Yeah, but in he kind of you. a 500 foot away from me, kind of like like restraining order kind of way. Yeah, according to Kevin, Denzel said, tell him I said what's up, which I felt like it was like, tell him I said what's up. Like, I know what he's doing. I know he's out there. All my security people have his description, so.
0: Okay, so I got to ask, favorite Denzel movie.
2: Favorite Denzel movie? It's like your favorite child, although my, my oldest child is my favorite child. Um... I've just known her longer. Uh, uh, Favorite Denzel Washington movie, if I had to pick out of the blue, I'm going to say uh, Mo' Better Blues. Yeah, it's a little underground. I could go Malcolm X like everybody expects you to, but I'm deep in this. This is not a game. This is not a game. (laughs) This is not a game. I feel about that the way that uh, Jaquez feels about voguing. That's how serious I am. (laughs) I could walk up and just Denzel Washington all up the end down the aisle, just... (laughs) it's the denzel walk okay all right
1: yes so you are at an event about a podcast you have a podcast named after denzel and you've been on this american life and other podcasts
2: yeah that's my best places podcast
1: so you are an expert and we're newbies do you have tips for us as podcasters
2: um, I mean, you're, they're doing a great job, right, everybody? I, I, I did wonder how Jaquisa's dance is going to play when people listen to it. That was right. my—that was my one question. that's, that's going to be a podcast <laughs> right? extra. I was, like, I was like, is that being periscoped? I don't know, but that was my one. Generally, things that you can hear and understand what's happening. I mean, he's amazing, but I probably if somebody listened to it. Yeah, I bet he's doing the splits on the floor. <laughs> Working up a sweat, that's probably going to be difficult, but other than that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to cut in there and be like, and now he is backbending.
2: Yes, that would be great. We could do that would be narration, like a play-by-play narration.
1: Think, yeah,
2: think outside the box. I mean, you guys, let's do what you want to do. The great thing about podcasting is a forum where you can do whatever you want to do, and then you will find one person who knows what you're doing when you go do a full room. You know what I'm saying? You got you to just do your thing. That's the great thing about podcasting. And obviously that's what we're doing tonight. Yeah, exactly. Doing our thing, <laughs> clearly. I think they will be able to hear this shirt on the audio. I yeah, think that's, it,
1: it is loud.
2: That shirt is not going to be a problem.
1: For those listening, it is salmon pink with ruffles and diamond it's buttons. salmon pink silk.
2: Yes. Silk. Yeah, you guys changed clothes, and this is all I wore, so I underdressed twice. You know what I mean? Like, this is,
3: <laughs> Sorry about that. It's
2: called the reverse Beyonce.
3: So wait, you personally, what podcast do you listen to on, say, a very long drive?
2: Uh, I'm a, I am ai mean, I, I'm a big, uh, my po- you know, radio, I'm a big Radiolab fan. Uh, <laughs> 99% Invisible, I like to keep it Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, what else? I listen to uh, Henry Rollins as a podcast. I just like to hear him talk. I like Alec Baldwin's podcast. I like to, yeah, I just... <laughs> There's something about man, men type, because I'm not that guy. I'm just like, ooh, you can teach me things. It just, it's similar to the Denzel thing. Really, men's men. I just feel like, ooh, teach me. I don't know. It's the whole thing. Didn't know my dad. All right, let's keep it moving. I met him when I was 12. Uh, he's going to be so pissed when he hears this. All right.
0: Speaking of podcasts, you did a really amazing collaboration with This American Life about the incident. Can we just call it the
2: incident? <laughs> I love that it's called the incident. Some of are like, what happened? The well,
0: was a... <laughs> uh, the incident that happened at It was like Berkeley the Bay Cafe. of Pigs,
2: but just for my family. Yeah. It was basically what happened. Too uh, old? we Are friends with Cuba? Can't say that? Sorry. <laughs> Why would you got to bring up the Bay of Pigs? Enough, Negro. Enough. <laughs> this show has too many Negroes with opinions on it. I don't know about this.
0: So, and if you haven't tuned into it, please listen to it. He did a really amazing uh, podcast collaboration with This American Life about an incident that happened in Berkeley at a cafe, which will remain nameless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in the Elmwood district. Yeah, okay. And um, so I just want to know, sort of like, what were the takeaways from that for you? Some time has passed. Has anything changed?
2: Uh, what was the takeaways? Don't go to that cafe was one of the first takeaways. <laughs>
0: For the, so for the and people it, who don't it, know who, what happened. Yeah,
2: yeah, you tell it.
0: Okay, so essentially, Kamau was racially profiled at the Elmwood Cafe when he was having a conversation with his wife and her friends who are white, and the waitress made assumptions about who he was and why he was there. Essentially, he was what? Baby, yeah, something? she didn't assume
2: I was a canceled TV show host. She didn't. Assume no, that, she wasn't that. up on that. She wasn't up on. Were that. Were you moved to a small network and things didn't work out? <laughs> Did your TV show get historically low ratings? Is that what happened? You got to get out of here. This is Berkeley. Take that shit to the Richmond. I have no idea. I have no idea. No no offense, Richmond. I have no idea what that meant. Just want to be clear when I'm... Sometimes you say stuff.
0: So I'm, I'm wondering like so one thing that I'm wondering as a parent and also as someone who is in a biracial relationship. Mm. Hello.
3: <laughs> Manager Black Power Fist. Yes. Can I just say that was the worst high five I've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, redo. You know, redo. Yeah. got to redo
2: it. Oh. Uh. There it goes. There it goes. <laughs> You're wondered. a British person. How do you know about high fives? Just because you read have reruns of what's happening, night. don't get all
3: crazy. It's YouTube tutorials on it now YouTube and tutorials. everything.
0: But, like, as, as a woman who's in a biracial relationship and who now ha- I mean, I'm sorry, uh, in a racial relationship and who now has biracial children, did you have to explain the situation to your children or how did that impact them at all?
2: No, she's... I mean, my, my oldest daughter's four and she gets... Like, we were talking about this backstage. She gets that she's a different color than her mom. At first, she thought me and her were the same color, which she's not because she's mixed, but I was, like, good enough. Uh, LAUGHTER and then one day she was like, no, I'm a different color than you. And I was like, oh, that was fun while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> but she certainly understands. She's starting to understand racial differences. But right now, actually through the Oma Cafe, we've now, like, it's fun to talk about racial differences. Because you can talk about the fun things that race. You know, LeBron James is a good basketball player. That's it. He's a black guy. Yeah. But then when you talk about racism, you are really like, eh, you know, then you talk about it. And then a lot of us are getting killed in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as much fun. Uh. So I got to sort of, after the Elmwood thing, I was like, I really we need to talk about racism as opposed to race. Uh, like, we did Kwanzaa last year, which is how, because that's how I grew up. That's how I was, was raised. Was that the first time? I've, I was raised on Kwanzaa. Okay. <laughs> just the name of my one-man show. Uh, not really. <laughs> raised on Kwanzaa. But I will say this. I always wanted to do Kwanzaa, but I just couldn't get up off the thing. So my Caucasian wife is the one who, like, went to Amazon and ordered the Kwanzaa kit so we could actually... Oh. Sometimes it takes a white person. Uh, You know what I'm talking about, British. Uh, So. (laughs) It's a thing. How can I, you know. So. So, and so we did Kwanzaa this past year. And then we also, I bought her, like, this book. uh, Because there's these books. Like, I just went on Amazon. It was like, uh, black racism books for kids. And, uh. (laughs) (laughs) the bell curve came up and uh (laughs) and then also this book it's like Harriet it's like my first Harriet Tubman book oh yeah so it's a book about Harriet Tubman like starting the Underground Railroad but sort of written in a way that's like she didn't like being a slave (laughs) so she got out (laughs) cause 'cause slave masters are mean and it's literally like a white guy going (laughs) which wouldn't that have been an easier slavery if that's how they kept us in line I don't like that you're not that cotton But uh oh, Too much Sorry I'll pull back uh, So we So now we're reading those books to her And she's starting to understand She I mean you know It's just a little It's starting to get the whole thing Yeah Yeah Racism High five <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah, good high five.
3: Wait, I want to ask you about audiences because you moved from the East Coast fairly... How, how long ago did you move?
2: Uh, I mean, I've I lived in San Francisco since 97, but I was in, the, in New York for two years yeah. and then came back a year ago.
3: And do you find audiences here in the Bay Area, uh, is it different playing to them? You know or? what
2: just happened when I was like, went into the deep racism talk and people went, oh, I don't know about this? That's a Bay Area response. <laughs> That's totally a Bay... In New York, they'd be like, yeah, racism! Ah! <laughs> it's, that's a, that, was, that was like, I'm in the Bay I'm in San Francisco, yeah Like, that's a Bay Area response Like, I mean, I get your point, but I don't think We need to make a big deal about it, it's been a long time I mean, we all got Wi-Fi now, so let's all, yeah That's a Bay Area response in New York, you kind of can't go far Enough, you know New York's a city where people are mean when they're trying to help you Hey, get out of the way of the car before I hit you You know, it's like, that kind of thing But here they just like, I'll just hit him. So yeah, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. We, we always said, me and Kevin, always, he always said that being a comedian in the Bay Area is like, it's like when baseball players, before they get to the plate, they swing a, they swing like three bats. Yeah. And then they get to the plate and they swing one bat. In the Bay Area doing comedy, it's like you're swinging three bats. And you go to like Chicago, they're like, we don't care about anything, just say mean things. <laughs> and so it's much easier to go. So it's here, it's like training here. Yeah, You'll learn from this live thing, you'll see. So, I, but I, and I love the Bay Area. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. This is all from years of being here, and like I like we moved back from New York on purpose. Like it was like we need to get back to where like we got off the plane. And we were like, oh, that's the air. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. No. I'm...
1: So that's one reality of being a comedian. You have to feel out the audience and figure it out. Yeah. Another thing you have to deal with is hecklers. Oh, yeah. A lot of comedians have to deal with that. You have the most peculiar heckler I've ever heard of in my life. Her name is Barbara
2: Walters. <laughs> on The View. Can
1: you please tell us how
2: this happened? Explain, to the. I mean, it wasn't her fault. It was my, I was on The View. That was my fault. That's uh, your fault, yeah. <laughs> well, why was I on The View is the question. I mean, that's... And it was... Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm nothing against The View, but, you know, you match things with where they go. Like, there's a lot of black people here. I'm here, too. It seems like it makes sense. Uh... But The View, I was like, it was, it was in the middle of me being on totally biased, and you're just doing press and all kinds of press, so I got a call saying, like, tomorrow you're going to be in The View, and I'm like, no, I'm not. And they're like, and then I'm at The View. And it was the same episode that Taylor Swift was on. Tay Tay. Like, at the height of when she full-on became Taylor Swift. Like, now she's sort of been in it for a while, but that yeah. was when she realized, like, sort of like a verge. Like, ah!
0: like, just. <laughs> was this pre or post Kanye?
2: Uh, this is post Kanye. Okay, yeah, so, so she was yeah. on the rise at that. Yeah, point. this is like yeah. post John Mayer. You know what I mean? Like, so she was, uh, and so she's all like in her full bloom. She does like fifty-five minutes of the hour, and then and the audience is filled with Swifties who are all like, "Yay!" And then at the end of the hour, it's like, "And now a black guy with some opinions." And like, "Oh no! no! Oh!" Let it be Kanye. We hope it's Kanye. That would be cool. We don't like him, but at least that'd be fun. But no, it was me, and it was, and it was me and Joy Behar doing this interview. It was a thing where it happens on TV where they're supposed to set you up for your funny jokes, but Joy Behar and all the ladies of the view were just exhausted from having been Taylor Swifted for 55 minutes because she was in full bloom. And so Joy was like, so, you're like a black guy or something? And your wife is white? That's got to be funny. And so I was just bombing. I was just bombing. Uh... And it's finally there was a question she had about uh, Donald Trump. It says so he had something, this was like four years ago. Weirdly, he was in the news. He had something that was gonna change the election uh, effect of Barack Obama. It was nothing, we don't remember what it is. But they asked me like, what do, you, what do you think Trump's gonna say? And I didn't have a joke for it, but I just wanted to say something that I believed in front of this huge national audience. I said, I just wanna say that I think Donald Trump is absolutely the worst. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's not funny, but even the teenagers in the views audience are like, that's true, that's true, that's true. And Barbara Walters was like, mm, 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 mm. she's sitting in the front row, like like doing the cut sign, and mm, mm, and, and Joy Becker goes, you're getting heckled by Barbara Even she was like, oh, this has never happened before. <laughs> and it was hard, because it was like, I was like, that's weird, I, I don't want to insult Barbara Walters, she's like a broadcast journalism legend, it's also like in her space i shouldn't be here but and also i don't i don't think it was being aligned with trump politically but then i realized oh they're both like super rich successful people so they are at the same meetings drinking out of the same blood fountains you know what i'm talking about (laughs) (inaudible) refugee so they have more in common that way than they do politically and the, and it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. The only thing that made it slightly worthwhile, that made it okay, that I got out alive, is two people down from her was Whoopi Culper going, Ha, 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 this boy is good. And I was like, so that made it okay. That made it okay. Thanks, Whoop. Thanks, Whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She knew you were an in, in-danger girl, if you will, and,
2: yes. and helped you out. She did, she did. After she gave me a hug, so I felt like it all sort of came together. Yes.
1: So, in addition
0: to being interviewed, you'd have an opportunity to interview some pretty amazing people, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Who would you say is the most amazing person that you interviewed?
2: I mean, for me, if they had canceled the show, the second episode of Totally Bias, I got to interview Rachel Maddow.
1: Yes. yes.
2: And if if they had canceled the show after that, anybody would be like, well, good enough. That's got it for me. (laughs) Rachel Maddow, was the like she was everything I hoped she was gonna be. It was all, she was so nice, she was so smart, it was funny. We had this back and forth exchange about Pat Buchanan where she said something I tagged and it was funny and she looked at me like, look at you. And I was like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> so yeah, I was just, there's just people like that who I've followed for a long time, who I absolutely, that was the best, best thing I ever, you know. And we were sort of like almost friends for a while but then I got a job at CNN and I think that sort of screwed it up. No. I'm just trying to pay the rent. If she's listening, I still love you, Rachel. I just had to... I just wants to show. you. I think you'll... Oh, God. I'm happy with my show. It's going to be a good show. I'm really happy and excited about it. It's called The United Shades of America. It's... Uh...
1: Um, so we're going to cap this off with a lightning round, if you will. Okay. I'm going to bombard you with pop culture debates that we need to settle once and for all on this stage. All right. So,
2: I'm, a, I'm a dad with two kids So I may be a little bit out of the thing But if it's reruns of uh, Mama's Family I'm all into it So let's do this
1: <laughs> Okay, so the first question No matter how you answer Half of these people are going to hate you
2: mm, just know that You I know, I'm like kind of used to that Okay, actually, great. Yeah.
1: great Okay, are you ready? Yes Did Adnan do it?
2: Jesus, dude Jesus, Lord Just going right in Go right in I thought we were gonna start with like Game of Thrones, but there is nowhere near enough evidence to keep Adnan in prison, whether he did it or not. <laughs> How's that? I just sort of yeah.
1: Adnan is innocent, apparently, according to yeah. W. Kamau Bell.
2: Yes, 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 yeah, sure, sure, yes. Say that, yes. I think mine was a little more nuanced, but that's fine. We'll just go with that. Yes. <laughs> that's the headline we're going with tomorrow. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm used to this. Number two,
1: equally as important, no one's in prison, but it's serious. Yes. Brittany or Christina?
2: Brittany or Christina? Is that, I mean. It's still a thing. It's still a thing, really? In my mind, <laughs> apparently. Is it, not it's not a thing? Not a thing. Okay, I'm gonna go with not a thing. Not I'm a pander. On. Move on. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Barbara Walters
1: out there? Is that Heckler Barbara Walters? I think that's Barbara. I think I'll that's say, Barbara. I'll say. I'll
2: say this. Uh, I am a fan of the classic voice lineup, so uh, that puts me in, I guess, kind of in Christina camp. But yeah. So, so as far as that band of the classic voice lineup, I guess I'll pick Team Christina.
1: As her friends call her Ex
2: Tina. Ex Tina, yes.
1: And as her enemies call her Extincta.
2: Oh. Yes, we know I'm which side you're it on. It wasn't me. It oh, wasn't okay. me.
1: Okay. The dress. Hashtag the dress.
0: <laughs> you know. We're getting you into know. it tonight. We're, like, We're getting we into it. We're reaching back today. in time.
2: Uh so current. We're going back five months. Wait, which wait. Darren was better on Bewitched? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it Dick Dick white Sergeant? and gold or black and blue? It was, it was black and blue. It was black and blue. I t- that was I, although, a, that was a be lukewarm fair, response To be fair, I see everything as black and blue So that's just how I roll that's just, <laughs> it's, just, it's, just the, <laughs> it's like the ha ha Alright, sorry You come up and trade places with me If you think that question was old
1: This one's even older <laughs> Picture it The Titanic sinks There's only one door Rose is on it Is there enough room for Jack to survive?
2: So you're asking me basically about that scene in the movie. I am. Yes. Did Rose give up on Jack too soon is what yeah. you saying? Yeah, yeah.
1: She was just like, alright, bye. See you later.
2: <laughs> That's about Jack. That's I'm keeping his necklace though. That's for sure. I think she was like, this is so much a better story if you die. <laughs> <laughs> if we get married in five years, we might get divorced, but if you die right now, you're the love of my life. <laughs> there was room. There was definitely room for, for Jack on <laughs> the yeah.
1: That's the correct answer. And now we're going to stop bombarding you with questions that are from 1997. <laughs> and we're going to... <laughs> that's like, actually
3: the right year, though. You're right. You didn't just pick that year at random. You know that that's 1997. You win the prize, everybody!
1: Yeah. Homecoming, <laughs> Prince. Um, so we're going to let you get to your set now. Okay. Was that,
2: was that all? That was, you you want more? I have more. I mean, what, whatever... I don't know. I if mean, you guys
1: want more lightning round questions, there are. I was just trying to save you guys from this old, old st- I don't know if, stuff. They,
2: if there was the O you thought I was leaving or the O you thought you just, you just want me to sit here and talk and not do stand up comedy. Which O is it? <laughs> <laughs> two more, they say. Two more. Two more. All right.
1: More? Oh, wow. okay. I got a good one.
2: This is for. From- I don't have to do stand up comedy at all. I, I, I already know the jokes. They're quite. I, I don't need to do them, so we can just do this.
1: So, this is super topical. Ross and Rachel, were they on a break? There's like 10 people who are like, yes! And everyone else
2: is like, no.
3: You didn't picture yourself answering this question. I didn't picture myself.
2: We go far enough
3: back, we'll get to like...
2: (laughs) Amos and Andy. Uh, Who's your... uh, uh, First of all, did you, did you watch the show? Yeah, I used to have a Friends t-shirt, actually. Okay, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I did. I used to wear it all the time. And it was, I actually, me and my friends <laughs> would watch the show just because it was a thing to do. We were all comedians and it was a fun thing to do if we didn't work on Thursday nights. And then I became the Friends superfan and they got me a Friends t-shirt. And it was like pink with like Friends on it. And, the le- and I would walk around and people would just do that like, I don't, mm. I don't Is that know. ironic or is that? Uh, <laughs> Is that a thing? Are you actually mm, so? That, I used to, but yes, uh, I sort of tapped out once. Once uh, Monica and, and uh, Chandler got together. That's, yeah, that's, that yeah. was no, no. Uh, no, th- who knew that would divide the crowd? Uh, <laughs> they, uh, as a, as a, as a man who is ha- who's married and wants to say happily married, I'm going to say they were not on a break.
1: They weren't. Good
2: Good team answer. Rachel. Good answer. But also they're on a break stand you ready up,
1: up? yeah the
2: people demand it ready to stand up ready they're calling so you're going to stand up, up and okay. we're going to go away so right. welcome to the
0: stage w kamal bell
1: what more from our live event Well, you're in luck we're releasing a bonus episode next tuesday featuring our conversations with the Bay Area's leader-in-voguing, Jacquees Whitfield, and Brontez Purnell, who's made a name for himself in bands like The Younger Lovers and Gravy Train. And we'll be back with a regular episode next Thursday. Until then, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and find us on social media at KQED Pop. Catch you next week. Love ya. Bye!